talk to me, man. It's your boy, Young Hope. If you turn the motherfucking noise up, we can get right into the proceedings this evening. The headphones are starting. Bring it down a little bit. Okay. Now we working with it. The boy face up and baseline, baby. Welcome to New York City. In my clothes, don't make me have to relapse on these hoes. Take it back out, they taxing them roll. When I was hugging it, niggas couldn't do nothing with it. Straight from the oven with it, came from the dirt. I emerged from it all without a stain on my shirt. You could blame my old earth for the shit she instilled in me. Still with me, pain plus work. Shit, she made me milk this game for all this work. That's right. These niggas can't fuck with me. I'm calling guts every time, drag my nuts every time, homie. We make a great combination, don't we? Me in the face, small. Every time we face off, face it. Welcome back, everybody, to Jeff versus the World Presents, the I'm Not Dave Wrestling Podcast. And like always, I got my man Manny here. What's going on, good sir? What's going on, my brother? Nothing much, man. It's been a month and two weeks. Yeah. I think yeah, it's been we, a month or two we weeks. You, we told y'all we was going to stay consistent with it, or try to at least stay consistent with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we, we came to y'all last month, and, uh, you know, we back this month, you know, just bef- just in time before the year ends. Yeah, just in time for the year ends. It has been a long, but short. I know that sounds weird. It's been a long year, no, you, but it's been short. No, you spot on, bro. I, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even emphasize the long part. It feels like it's just this year... I know as you get older, you can say that about every year. Like it just feels like the years are flying by. But this year, I don't, I don't know because it was just COVID. But this year just felt like it breezed by. Like it was just like you blunt, you blinked twice, and it was like, damn, we went from January to June and June to December already. Like damn, yeah. So it's crazy. It's 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 long in the sense of somebody had mentioned something. I was like, that was that. It was I was like that happened this year, and I forgot what it was. He was like, yeah, that happened like January, February. I'm like. Shit. Yeah. Ain't it crazy how like uh, ain't it crazy how like shit that happened in January feels like it's like ages ago? Yeah. Oh man. Um yeah, a lot of stuff has happened in professional wrestling since we've been away and I I truly don't know where to start. What I guess is the easiest thing we could do is just let's let's just talk about uh winter is coming. I mean that happened last week. Uh we got a Time limit draw with uh, yep. Brian Danielson and Hangman Page, and I thought it was a fantastic match. I really enjoyed the match. I don't know what the star ratings y'all want to give. I'll say that for the nerds, but I just thought it was an amazing TV match. Um, in the same, I will put this match, especially time limit draws. I I love time limit draws, and I I know people who you know kind of wanted a clear winner and that's fine I, I get that too but it's just so foreign to see on tv that i just really enjoyed that um just like i enjoy all of um uh what was it cm punk and samoa joe's trilogy when they had the two time limit draws uh you know rick flair has done ricky steamboat have done time limit draws i like time yeah. limit draws and i think you know you just have to pick your spots with them and i thought 
that Tony Khan did a great job of picking his spots with it. Um, and I know some people could argue, you know, well, you had that with Kenny Omega, and I, I won't debate that. You know, I get, I understand that, but I just feel like with this, you know, you could run this uh, back at the Battle of the Belts if you wanted to. If you wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, well, let me first say uh, I'm one of those people that I, that was the only little bit of, bit of disappointment that I had. I mean, obviously, the match was phenomenal. The match was just everything you want in a pro wrestling match. Uh, you know, I know what people would like to say, oh, it's a good TV match or it's a good, no, I think it's just a good match in general. Right. I think it was, I thought it was a, a really dope match between two really good workers and Brian Danielson just continues to just prove why he's one of the goats, man. Um, week in, week out, year in, year out. He's just the best, one of the best to ever do it. So, uh, but no, I, I, the only thing I, the only thing I was critical about is just the uh, time limit draw. And I'm with you. I like time limit draws. I think that they're a, uh, a good way of telling a story and, and progressing a story at the same time with two wrestlers and not kind of blowing your load early. You know, keep kind of kind of continuing that pace. You know, continuing down a path of telling a good story between a, and a good feud or rivalry between two wrestlers. So, I like it. I think it's a, a good efficient tool. I just didn't like it that it came so close off the the heels of uh, Kenny and uh, and Brian. And I'm and I'm sure obviously Kenny getting hurt and having to take time away obviously impacted a lot of things. So, you know, I give him a little bit of a break, but I think. I think that's my only knock on it. Like, have we not seen Kenny and Danielson have that same finish, what, a month ago? And I think that that would have been Probably. a little bit better. You know, I think I think it would have been better. I think it would have been a little bit better received. But but other than that, man, I can't really complain. I mean, everything that you said, I, I second that. It, it's, it's funny. This is off the heels of Ric Flair saying that, oh, <laughs> Brian Danielson is a good hand. Wow. Right, like is like which, it was. It was almost like so Daniel, out of like it was just came out of left field. But you know something too with his podcast, I feel like he's going for that shock. I feel like he's going for that a little bit. I could be wrong. I this this could absolutely be things he really believes. But after he saw the match, he's like, oh well, you know, you know, I've done a lot of Broadway uh, matches before, and this was a class. And anybody who wants to see two people work, you should watch this match. He's giving them praises and stuff. And I'm like, okay, Rick, I see what you're doing there. You got to kind of like walk it back a little. And, you know, Brian didn't have to say anything. You know, I mean, we if you've been watching AEW since he's been there, he's been putting up the he, he's been putting up the dedication mixtape. <laughs> dedication to <laughs> mixtape is what he's been doing. I have not seen him miss Bye. yet facts I, I i saw your tweet and I, I i raised you another one and i said brian daniels's aw run has been kanye's first three albums run it's, it was his college dropout late registration graduation back to back to back to back um no nah, but i mean I, I, as for the rick flair thing i didn't listen to the interview no me neither i, just I always read it. hate i always i always hate contextualizing those things because i didn't listen to it in the moment he could have been saying it in a different way like he maybe meant it a certain way but it got misconstrued another way you get what i'm saying so i i don't i didn't want to be too hard on rick flair plus i think i think danielson fans like myself we tend to be sensitive because of the games that were played in the past with the whole b plus player shit and all that so i think that that kind of just gave off those vibes but you know i'm not gonna kill flair too much i mean i, don't, I didn't listen to the context 
of the interview. I mean, I know people, some people did and, and interpreted it that way. I mean, whatever. I mean, whatever the context may have been, hey, if, if you've been watching wrestling for more than five minutes and you know the sport, you know the game, you know that Danielson is one of the best to ever do it, man. I don't even think it needs to. I, well, you know what? I'll read it. I'll read what he said for you and then you can take it from there. I just pulled it up. Okay. <clears throat> so this is Ric Flair. Um, it's okay. I didn't say he wasn't a good worker. When Hunter put him over at WrestleMania 30, that made him. He's a very talented kid. Don't misunderstand me. But you have, but you have to have one match, one place, one day, somewhere that makes you who you are. Hunter, who wrestles once in a while, came out, came out. What is it? Hold on. Came out, and the match started off slowly, but it ended up having a world class match. He's a hell of a, a performer. I don't see him as being Kenny Omega as a baby face. He's not Ricky Steamboat. As a heel, he's not me. If that pisses people off, they, they have to live with history. Okay. Um, see, the first part of that, I I kind of agree with in a sense. Like, I get what he was going with, that, like, you have that moment that makes you. You know what I mean? That moment that that moment that just, like, oh, that's the moment. When, when you write the history books, when you write the documentaries, like, that's the moment. My favorite wrestler, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you can make you can case arguably it's the the double turn at WrestleMania 13 with Bret Hart. That that was the moment Austin was made from there. You know what I mean? You can you can look throughout history, other moments throughout history. You know, Harley Race, Ric Flair, back in the day. You know, that was a moment that made Ric Flair. You know what I'm saying? So I, I get where he was going with that. Some people may argue Brian's had other moments like John Cena at SummerSlam. I've seen that one thrown around. I've seen some of the matches he had in that summer of 2013 against uh, the Shield and. You know, team hell no. Some would say those were were star making moments. It, it's all subjective. I don't agree with the second part of that comment. Um, I think he's better than Kenny Omega as a babyface. I think he's uh, better than Bricky Steamboat as a babyface. I could argue he's one of the most over babyfaces that company has ever produced. Um, by by four. So that's just my <laughs> right, right. So. So, is he Ric Flair? No, but I don't think anybody is. Yeah, but who that. is? I mean, who That's is like that? saying who's Angle. You get what I mean? Like when you're when you have when when people can say Flair, Angle, Michaels. You get what I'm saying? Like who's supposed to be in y'all league? He's the, he's got his he got his own thing. Is is Daniel Bryan, yeah. Bryan Dancing, whatever you want to call him. But I think if we keep it in a buck, I, I think he is in their league. I I, I think that that. I think he's absolutely in their league. I mean, no. Ric Flair. I, I'm just saying, as far as namesake values, as you, oh, get, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah, like yeah. Flair. You get, you know, Danielson. He, they they're their own things. Like they're their own entities. Like he's right. up there with them. He doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? Oh, he's right. not like nope. Flair. He's not no because he's Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson. He's dope. Like. His name rings bells. Like I can put as many as many as many Kenny Omega matches people want to talk about. I can probably find Daniel um, Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danson matches that was right there with him. You throw out a Kenny match, I can find a Bryan match. In Ring of Honor alone. Oh yeah, absolutely. In Ring of Honor alone, Danielson. I mean, you can make a case for in Ring of Honor alone, Danielson's all of famer. And then you throw in all everything else that he's done. 
in WWE and now in AW in AEW. I mean, he's just he's just he's just stat padded now at this point. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, I, I get I get why people got upset. That second part of that of that comment really did kind of was like, oh, okay, so you're going there. Interesting. Um, so I, I don't know what his agenda was <laughs> with that. You'd only have to ask Rick. Um, listen, this shit is subjective, man. People have their own opinions. Like I just. I hate like it's his opinion. It's not gospel. That's a man's opinion. Like, okay, that's that's his opinion. Like he doesn't what he says isn't gospel. Like it's no, declared. But like, people take adults, it. But you know what I and I've come to understand that just like when somebody has an opinion on Twitter, people want their heroes, or I shouldn't say heroes, they want their favorite wrestlers to think like them. You know what I mean? Like, it's which, almost the sense, is, sense of... Which is weird. Yeah, like, oh, they don't think that's a good match, or, you know, you just, you're just going to get your heart broken. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, There's that, that old saying, don't overreach your, your, your heroes. Right? Like, we right. in the black community can tell you, uh, Velveteen Dream broke our hearts. Like, I hate to say it, like, we were excited. And to find out the nonsense and filthiness that was going on with him, it's just like, oh, man, damn it. Yeah. It was like, We lost a good one. Well, he wasn't too good. (laughs) Like, it's just like, you know, he might have been great character, great wrestler, well, a good wrestler in the ring, but it's just like, man, you could have been the next one, but you blew it. Yeah, but anyway, I just saw... and it's just, I don't, I don't know. And I, I get what you're saying. But I'm just like, I don't know. I just feel like it's just a societal thing now. It's like you want people to agree with you. Like, right. It's your opinion. Like, it's so tribalistic now. And that's just everything politics, life. Like, there's opinions that I have that people, like, if we have a blue up as podcasters, right? Like, we're going to have opinions that piss people off. Like, I'm going to say something. I'm going to, like, I, there's movies that I'd like that other people hate. There's movies that people swear by that I can't stand. It's just my opinion. That's it. Like, it's just my opinion. It doesn't make me right. Does it make me the standard bearer by where all movies should be judged? It's just my opinion. That's it. Yeah, and that's why. I say, and, and and that's why I say you know it's just it's 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 a murky thing when you start getting into that thing of and I think it's a lot of times as younger people who are on social media that have these big expectations for what their favorite wrestler or somebody that they like and you know when they hear something like oh flair doesn't think you know brian is this oh my god let's go to the dirt sheets let's go let's go vent here let's go vent there because i'm sure rick flair was trending that day i think i have like five days ago i'm sure he was you know sometime that day he was trending and i'm sure brian was trending you know trending because of it too but there's it's, homies that i have there's homies that i have that think rick flair is overrated historic like they obviously they they respect what he's done for the business and his stature, but in the ring, as far as in ring performances, some, they would argue that Ric Flair is a little overrated. And I've, I've heard that before. Like, so I'm like, okay, and it's like it, it's I can see that. I don't agree, but I can see that, and I can respectfully disagree with the p- opinion. You know what I mean? And that's that's all it should be. Like, hey, listen, this wrestling is like anything, man. It's a it's a subjective thing. Very no exact science to this stuff. Man. Oh, With my yeah, go ahead because I'm glad you said it's not a it's not a science to it. But I'm gonna let you finish your thought. No, it's not a, it's, it's not a science to this shit, man. Like, I, listen, my favorite in ring worker of all time is Bret Hart. 
some people would give me another name. Some people think Brett, Sean is better than Brett. I think Brett is the best that I've ever seen. Bell to bell, you know, hold for hold, move for move. I, I think Brett is the best in-ring worker I've ever seen in my life. He's my favorite. Like, some people disagree. Some people say Angles. Some people say Michael. Some people say yeah. whoever. Like, it's all subjective. Yeah, I think, like, I think, like, I think I'm like, I say HBK. I think Cam will say Angle. Like, that's how I don't, I don't disagree with him when I hear him talk about Kurt Angle. I'm like, no, Kurt Angle's dope. <laughs> like, I, who am I to say you're wrong? Uh, no, uh, like, it's like it's like who's your favorite rapper? Like, yo, some I would say Jay. Some people say Nas. Nah. Some people say Biggie. If you're from down south, some people say, you know, Scarface. Some people say, yeah. you know, Andre Three Thousand or whatever. Like, yeah, it's all subjective. You know what I mean? Unless you just unless you just come out of nowhere and be like, oh yeah, Young Thug is the greatest of all time. Like, <laughs> something. Hey, like but like, a certain age bracket. The age bracket not for us, you know. You may they may say that, and I'm like, oh okay. Oh, yeah, you know? I, I guess you're right. I that's, guess you're right. It that's is, y'all thing. Generational, but it is generational. You said something about science, and I'm glad you right. said it because remember I told you it was some off here. I told you something else I was thinking about, and it didn't happen this week. I think it happened maybe two weeks ago, maybe a week ago. I'm not sure when it all happened, but WWE has a program now, the next in line, NIL, and I yeah. saw people. I mean, it was just so much stuff coming from that. And even I had a question until, you know, um, Jake Barnett told me something. He, I think I, I don't know if he told me um, by tweet or it was in the DMs. He told me how it worked out. Um, so I was like, oh, OK, that that makes sense. You know, they, they get paid to learn, learn how to wrestle. I'm like, oh, OK. And I saw people blow it up too much by saying, Oh, everybody's going to be the same and A, B, C, and D. And I'm just like, guys, there's more than one way to become a professional wrestler. Yes. Like, I get it that I get, I, okay, I get what people are saying. You're saying this is the only way WWE is going to bring in people, but it's not. Trust me, it's not. They just had the um, young lady. I think who was the Ring of Honor champion? I think she just had a tryout. I'm not. I'm not familiar with her name. I can't remember her name right now. I think that's who it was. I think I just read that today. She just had a tryout for WWE. So I'm like, I get what people are saying, but it's not going to be that way. We have no. seen too many people that that have become stars, and that everybody's road is different in wrestling. This is just another branch. For WWE to find more superstars and to uh, hope, hopefully, find more superstars because some of these people might pan out, and that's a good chance that that's what's going to happen. A lot of these people will not pan out, but they have the opportunity to learn the WWE way, the way they wanted to. That's why NXT changed. I understand how everybody loved the black and gold. Trust me. I enjoyed the black and gold for what it was. But when you have AEW there, what do you need the black and gold for? Vince is like, why are we doing why are we doing the same thing that they're doing, but they're doing it better? They're traveling. We're staying here doing the same thing in Florida over and over and over and over again. And I'm just speaking how Vince McMahon and uh, and, and a con guy. It was it was never it was never their vision. 
You know what I'm saying? Let, let's be honest, man. NXT was basically WWE's versions of the indie scene. Yes. Like, that's just, it, it's, it's, the, it's WWE slapping a label on your favorite indie wrestling promotion right. and, and calling it, you know. And I applaud Triple H for doing that. That was that was dope. And what, he, what Triple H did there was dope as fuck. I cannot speak for when they got to the main roster. Because when they got to the main roster, what if you know Vince is not going to watch NXT – then it was kind of like doomed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. But the problem with a lot of people, and because I I know because I for a long time, once I figured out, like, that's what a lot of people didn't figure it out. A lot of people was like, oh, no, this is the next, this is the natural progression. And just wait till they get to the nerdy roster. It's, it's going to carry over and continue. And I'm like, no, you got to see what he's doing. Like, they're commodi- they're commodifying the indies. They're, they're, putting their brand on it so they, they can own it you know what i mean so it's it's not a, it's not an opposition it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a resource for them but it was never going to transition on the main roster yeah obviously there were exceptions to the rule but for the most part and i think a lot of people were fooled by that and and once i saw it like i knew it from the beginning but like once i really sunk, sunk into me I was never fooled by it. So for me, it was easy to see like, oh, okay, well, this was the natural progression. I don't, a lot of people just, it wasn't the case. So a lot of people really kind of, kind of drunk the Kool-Aid, so to speak on NXT and what it meant and what it was going to be about. I think to a certain degree, whatever Vince's idea wasn't for, I don't think, I, I, I honestly believe their visions, there was two separate visions going on. It was Triple H's vision and Vince's vision. Vince, I don't think Vince had a vision. I don't think Vince had a vision for NXT. I think, Vince, I think he did. I, I, and is what you did. see now. Well, yeah, I, I think initially he did. Like when Daniel Bryan was in NXT, when that shit was going on, that was his vision. And then he kind of like in typical Vince fashion, he moved on to something else. or Other things kind of took priority or the shit just wasn't working. And it kind of became this kind of stale product. And then that's where Triple H swooped in and was like, all right, well, let me just take this and make it my own. Let me just, let me, let me make filet mignon out of a shit sandwich. And that's what he did, right? But I don't think Vince ever, but in typical Vince fashion, once the shit became big, it became another a thing of its own. He was just like, whoa, this is, I don't, I don't think Vince ever expected NXT to succeed. Now you could sit there and say that's an indictment on Vince's views and arcade views or whatever. I don't think he, I don't think he expected the Triple H NXT to succeed the way it did. And once you know, it did, it was just kind of like, oh shit, roll with it. I think that's what it was. I think that those take those takeovers, those wrestlers at that time and place. I think that it got hot and it got you know it became an attraction because. It was a lot of weekends people left out and was like, oh, TakeOver was better than whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever whatever was happening on Sunday, people was like, oh, TakeOver was better. I enjoyed TakeOver. Oh, TakeOver was dope. And I think what happened was that when a lot of these athletes went up to the main roster, mm-hmm. Vince started seeing holes into things that he liked. I'm not saying that people had holes, but – we all know Vince is particular about certain things. Certain things he likes, certain things he don't like. Just look at the, just look at what happened with Keith Lee, and because Triple H Keith Lee was fine, we enjoyed it. We knew what it was. It was easy to accept. Once he got on the main roster, it was stop and go, stop and go. Oh, you know other things that happened with him personally, and then stop and go, and then okay, you you know what? Let's just 
cut ties. You know, let's call it the thing. And it's not just happened with Keith Lee. You can look to the to, and you know, I people can argue with you know, people can talk to me about this or whatever if you want to talk about it. Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, and the Wyatt family was easy to digest. You know what I'm saying in NXT? It was very easy. Once he got, you know, once that started wavering and we got into, we'll let Bray do what Bray wants to do. This is when you had a push and pull with him events. And you can clearly see that's what it was. It was two different characters that, you know, the visions weren't quite lining up together. So, you know what happens? Okay. You know, we can go ahead and cut ties and we can go, we can go down the list and list and list of people who've moved up. One thing the NXT did do, they got it right with a lot of the women. Maybe not initially. You can look at you can look at Bailey and it's like, ugh, I don't know what's gonna happen with this, but they finally figured it out. Becky Lynch. They kind of lucked into, but they figured it out. You know what I mean? It's right. it's like these the women the women seem like they came off better than a lot of the men that moved up. Um, and I just think I just think that goes to uh, one thing that you know those women were just dope as fuck. The four yeah, horse women. Go, that 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 that's where I was gonna go to. Like I think those four women were just destined to greatness, like, including Oscar. They were once they were just right. uh, they were just all dope. Five those five women because I think those five women are just world class performers and once in a generation type talent. All five of them. All five of them. You know, obviously there's some that I like more than the others, but for the most part, that group, that collective of five were once in a generation talent, right? I don't think you had that on the men's side. Now, this may be me talking spicy. Is Keith Lee a once in a generation talent? Can I, can I, can I be honest with you? I believe he is. I believe, I just, I believe he's something that Vince, nor the WWE had ever saw before. And I'm not speaking because he was a black. I'm just talking about the charisma. His charisma was different. Everything about him was just different. And I don't think Vince wanted him to be, you know, whatever Vince thought he's, whatever Vince envisioned, he wanted him to get out. But every time I saw Keith Lee, at any type of show or, you know, on um, NXT, you could just tell the crowd was just so into him. And I get it. I get it. The NXT crowd is a little more hardcore, quote unquote, crowd. I get it. I, I understand what people say about that. And WWE main, you know, main is a little more casual. So I can, I can kind of see where Vince wanted to get a little bit more out of him. But it's just some people you just, you know, like... I don't you just know. know. Yeah, you just you, you just, just know. And I mean, I and, and and I get it. I get it. If you don't see what I'm saying about Keith Lee, I, no, I, I, I definitely see what you were saying. I, de- I definitely see what you're saying. I, I just I don't disagree with you. I think Keith Lee absolutely deserved more than what he got and what he ended up getting in WWE. I'm not saying that. I, I just think that I ever that I did I did I ever see Keith Lee like oh this is a once in a generate like this is. This is Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like it's just a matter of time. This is Peyton Manning. Like it's just a matter of time before that. I, I never saw it on that level. That doesn't mean that I don't think 
he couldn't have been a star or he couldn't have been a very good he could have been, he could have been a major player. I think he could have been a major player on any because you saw moments with him. You saw him with Roman and it was like, "Oh shit." You saw him with Brock and it was like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. It was like these moments but we never got any payoff with him. But, it, but again, but again, it, it, it's subjective, right? Like, okay, whatever. I I am willing I'm willing to meet you there, right? Okay, I'm willing to say, "Okay, Keith Lee, maybe." All right. How many of those how many of those other guys though? Oh like, well, let's let's be honest. Like, <laughs> honestly, honestly, the Shield, all three of them, right? I think we all agree. Right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Shield is a thumbs up. Bray, Bray, Bray to a certain degree. Once we start getting into the mask thing, I was kind of like off the Bray train. I, I I I still think Bray had once in a he had a look and a and and a character that. I think he had two characters because I think Bray Wyatt, the backwoods, you know. I thought that was dope. Kate Fear character. Yeah. I thought he could have been dope. And I think The Fiend could have been dope. But they killed The Fiend's aura quickly. So that's what killed that. But I think Bray Wyatt was a, could have been a once in a generation type talent. I think Kevin Owens, I think we both agree, Kevin Owens. Um, yes. Other than The Shield, Bray. Kevin Owens. Who else am I missing? I that think was big in NXT. That was big in NXT. Who who else <sighs> really did they miss the boat on? Everybody else is kind of done with. I mean, I they, think I think they missed. I think they I think they did miss the boat with Joe, but Joe's body was just, you know. Yeah, Joe's different. Joe's in a Joe's in a different category. I don't even count Joe because Joe just got to WWE. Yeah, you know, ten arguably ten years too late, but definitely, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely yeah. five. Definitely five years too late. Um, so Joe's in a different category. I mean, I don't. I've. I don't see it with Finn Balor. I know that's a hot take, and um, debate me all you want. I've never. I've never been hit with Finn Balor. Like I like the dude. I think he's talented. I think he does have something. I just you hear people talk about Finn Balor and it's just like oh my god he, he, he's he, it should be like Austin Rock Finn Balor like oh okay I I don't see that but okay um, can I tell you something so I don't right if there's an opportunity to do five years ago I can't even remember how long um, Finn has been in WWE but if he had the same opportunity that Adam Cole had. I would have went to if, if AEW was around at that time. I, you know, I would have just, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and thank you for everything, but I'm gonna go try my luck over here yeah. because, yeah, I just he I just, is yeah. he's. You... I don't. What can I, I? I can't explain what I wanted to say. There seems like there was a very, very, very high attraction to him initially on the main roster, but after that injury. It was like over with. It was done. Mm. And, 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 you, and you know, you know, we know how Vince is about falling in love with something and then being like, ah, you know, I'm tired of this. Because he had a he has a good look. He has. Oh, he absolutely. He's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good look. At, I would argue he should be the demon full time, but that's just me. Um, I I think, I think he definitely has a good look to him. I think there's, there's something that sells there. I'm just, I don't know. I just, I've never seen it with him. 
as as a superstar, as a guy that you basically build your company around. I think he's a guy that you he's a top player. Absolutely. That's not, but, but top player. I mean, he, if you that's fair. Like if, if you're saying if you say he's if you he's he's Scotty Pippen, he's not Mike. If you're telling me that in the, if you want to look at the attitude era or the 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 what they call the ruthless aggression era, and you had the, that lineup of okay, you got Austin Rock, who comes under them, uh, Undertaker, you know what I mean? If, if, if once you get to that second and third tier of like rotating main eventers or challengers, yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. That's fine. I'm not saying he was going to be yeah. Roman. I know. I I, I, I no. I would never see that. Right. And I, and I know you're not, but I, but there are some people that we both know that have those feelings about Finn, and I'm just like, eh, I don't, I just don't see it. But but my point, but my point, and this isn't just a bash on Finn Finn Balor, like it's not about. Him. But my point is, He's dope. All the all the male wrestlers that were NXT, they kind of all pretty much delivered on their potential. You know what I'm saying, like. I don't think. I mean, you could argue Keith Lee. They should have done more with Keith Lee. Absolutely. But other other than that, like, who else really was a once in a lifetime miss for them? I see. Well, I'm not once, not not once in a lifetime miss. I'm just saying, or when I'm thinking of somebody that they maybe could have squeezed more juice out of, pause. But you know what I mean? Like, you could have got more out of while they were there or while they were hot, semi-hot, lukewarm, whatever you want to say. I think, like, I think there could have been a lot more juice, juice sque- squeezed out of like, somebody like a Finn Balor. But that's, but that's different than – but I feel like we're having two different conversations. My point is, like, NXT. Like, when we, when we talk about draft classes, we talk – like, let's, let's use a sports analogy, right? And when we talk about draft classes, right, there's superstar prospects, guys that are the second coming, guys that are you're going to be franchise player. And then there's pieces in the middle that are like, yo, these are good, solid players that may make a Pro Bowl, may make an all-star team, that will be right. good contributors, guys that will play for 20 years in the league, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's obviously, you know, role players, and then there's busts, right? Or mm-hmm. Whatever you want to call it. How many guys – from the NXT, just on the men's side, were franchise players. I gave you all three of the Shield. I gave you, but see, I wouldn't even say that for the Shield because they are the the. They did predate Triple H's NXT. Yeah, and and I'm, also I'm, too, there was only one they were particularly looking at at the time. The other two just kind of like, no, we we gonna show you what we can do too. They kind of bullied right, their way. And, and their talent was so much that no matter what, it was just going to shine. And that's another thing about guys like Keith Lee, like where I don't see those guys in the same light that I may see a, 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 a John Moxley slash Dean Ambrose. Like to me, Moxley was the best out of the shield because he just had an it factor. He just had like a thing that you just, every time you saw those three motherfuckers, there was something about Ambrose. You just could not take your eyes off of him. There, there was an electricity. There was an it. Same for Roman. Same for Seth to a, to a smaller degree. But I definitely felt that shit with Dean. And no matter what you put Dean in, he was able to almost rise above it. 
You know what I'm saying? And I think that had he stayed, I think eventually he would have risen above it. But, and I just don't think that Keith would have risen above the bullshit that they had. Okay, and to me, why? And that's not necessarily his fault. I don't know, man. It's hard to explain. I just, again, I just never, you know what? I never, I never saw Keith Lee on that level, man. I just never did. I, and just, I hate to say it because it's a fellow brother, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, it's, it's definitely, you know, I always, I'm always pro brother. And, I, and I'm pro-black wrestlers getting a chance. So it wasn't about me saying he doesn't deserve a chance. So he, we should. And I'm not saying that Keith Lee should have been a, a, a fucking a bum. Like, that's not by no means is what I'm saying. I'm just saying, man, WWE, they they lost out on their next, you know. He Steve was Austin. the next something. I don't, I don't I, I'm not see, saying he was Austin. I'm not saying he was Austin. I'm not saying he was Rock. But what I am saying is you always need something different. Just like you know, it's almost it's almost it's almost similar to how Edge. Like you saw Edge's come up, and you was like, "Wait a minute, oh shit, he's doping his tag team." Wait a minute, you know he been putting on some good ass. He had the Intercontinental title. What? Oh shit, he about to win the world title. You know what I mean? Like I think it would have been one of those things with Keith Lee, where it was a progression that you see. But I think what happened is. It was too much stop and go. It was just too much of it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying he would have changed WWE's world, but what I'm saying is he would have been a valuable piece of right. of somebody like a like almost similar, almost, I'm not saying he is, but similar to a big E where, you know, it's just gonna take reps. It's gonna take reps. Well, Keep going well, with him. Also, I, I agree with you. I, I think one hundred, right? I think that is definitely it. I think the pandemic also had a lot to do with that and getting, you know, sick or whatever happened. Um, that also contributed. To, I mean, it was, it was a lot of things that contributed to it. I think, I think the biggest thing was them not pulling the trigger. Like sometimes you just got to strike when the iron's hot, man. Sometimes you just, it's Thank there. You. Thank you, you for gotta, saying that. You just, you just gotta, you just gotta do it, man. You You gotta do it because what you do is, there's always going to be that what if. What if they had done it when it was t- when at that moment? What if they had taken advantage of it? You're always going to be left with that question. See, I'd rather strike while the iron's hot and it fizzle out than never had taken that opportunity because then you're always left with that. Like, damn, well, what if, what would have happened if you know? Basically, what, you know what you know. You know what you're saying. You know what you're saying. I tweeted out like well, a week or two, maybe two weeks ago, where it was something going on. And I'm just like, every story doesn't need 20 chapters. Yeah, you did. I remember you saying that. Yeah, you're right. I you're can't. Right. I don't know. What, I don't, it was a match or something that was happening. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, just do it. Yeah, especially with guys like Keith Lee, big guys. Sometimes you just need to just, just, just do it. You know what I mean? Like, like imagine had they taken 20 chapters of Brock Lesnar when he first debuted in 2002. Oh boy, <laughs> like. That was one of the quickest pushes in history. In, in history, right? I mean, I guess, history, can, sure. I guess you can. I guess you can. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can say Diesel to a certain degree, but he still went from Intercontinental to World Champion. But the way he won the World Champion was just like, wait a minute, he World Champion? What the fuck? What? It, but it made sense. But it it it, it, it made sense. They pulled and the trigger, like you said. They just did it. They pulled the trigger. And with Diesel, right, they pulled the trigger and it didn't work. 
And that's okay. That, that that didn't mean that Kevin Nash was any less of a star down the line. It just he wasn't ready at that moment. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you just it's trial by error, man. Something like this isn't a science, man. What works for this guy may not always work for this guy. Well, not what works in this scenario may not always work in that scenario. Like sometimes, like, like I, I feel like we we overthink this shit so much. It's like at the end of the day, it's pro wrestling. It's a scripted sport. It's a television. You know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta pull the trigger, man. And I think that I think that WWE and I think a lot of companies have suffered this too. Like imagine, like imagine had WCW not you know. WCW did it right with Goldberg. Like they, they pushed it, they pushed him, they pushed him, and they got right to the point where he got hot, and then they pulled the trigger. Like imagine how they had a fuck finish on that Nitro in July 1998. Imagine what, how much steam Goldberg would have lost if he had lost to Hogan in '98, or if they, if WWE hesitated and didn't pull the trigger on Austin, or didn't pull the trigger on so many guys that historically were, you know meant to be a big moment you know what i'm saying i would argue now listen ryback and all his issues or whatever but like ryback with cm punk that was the only time that i felt like yo they had something with ryback for a little bit now it wasn't sustainable obvious for obvious reasons but they had something with ryback with cm punk remember when ryback was getting hot and they they had him in a few with cm punk like that was their moment but I, I got it. They didn't want to sacrifice Punk for that moment. But <laughs> now thanks, obviously. But obviously, we know this now. <laughs> In retrospect, that was a great but decision. The, you're right, and that's and, and 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 maybe not a perfect example, but but I'm using that example as like they didn't strike while the iron's hot with Ryback, and it just completely. And I, I remember it happening when they when they did that fuck finish, and then they did the, the other finish. I think at Survivor Series when the Shield finish that just killed Ryback. Ryback was done after that. It was done. Like, you just were never going to get that spark again. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's a lot of what happened to Keith Lee. They had a moment at Survivor Series, and they had a moment at the Royal Rumble. And then global pandemic happened. <laughs> and then it just, it just, it just, they missed their moment. But you know what? Let me bring it back. Let me bring it back to what, the, what I started off with. And what my main thing was, I was trying to say was that Guys, relax. WWE next in line is fine for them. You're going to have people that work out, and you're going to have people that's not going to work out. But the reality is they're not going to stop looking in the independence. They may yes. look a little bit less. There's too much talent. There's too much talent yeah. out there, man. There's too much talent. And it's, Wrestling. it's too many avenues to go. You, I mean, look how somebody like, you know, Bret Hart has his story how he got into wrestling. We all know that. But then you can look at somebody like Goldberg and say, oh, that's how he got into wrestling. Everybody, every wrestler's story is going to be different. It may be the same, I went to school, I did A, B, C, and D. But you're going to have somebody over here say, you know what? I didn't do that. I went and played football and I did this and I you know, was lifting weights or whatever it may be. Everybody's story is going to be different. Maybe a little, maybe similar, but it's going to end. It's going to be different. The roads are going to be a little bit different for everybody. And I just think this is another road that you can travel. Now, some people aren't going to do the indie thing. They're just not going to do it. And it's okay. Bianca Belair is okay. She was, she didn't have to go to CZW or Japan and, all that other stuff, and she is absolutely amazing at what she does, and she's getting better. 
So I mean, it's just like I just, I just, I just saw the overreaction about that, and I, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I'm like, come on, just relax, now y'all just picking now. There's actors that start out in Broadway and make the natural transition into Hollywood, and then there's actors that get plucked out of modeling school, get plucked out of. Will Smith was a rapper that became a TV star that people saw charisma and natural charm and an actual thespian talent, and then he's arguably one of the best actors in the world right but like, everybody has a different story man it doesn't you know if it was just one conveyor belt if it was just one way of doing something then where would we you know what i mean where where life would be boring entertainment would be boring so it just yeah, yeah. I, I get it yeah um so you know shout out to that avenue i see that they got a lot of brothers and sisters um going through that next in line so I'm always gonna big up. I that. just, I just think they, need, I think they need to change the acronym because I, when I was looking at nil, what is name, image, and likeness thing. The name, image, and likeness that has the same acronym. I'm like, yeah, what was going on there? I'm like, what is WWE got name, image, and likeness? Here? Oh That's my what I was goodness! Um, next in line, we'll see. Let's we'll talk see. about um, a woman who has next up in AEW, uh, Jake uh, Jay Cargill. Uh, she put out a tweet. Got some ruffled some feathers, um, and she Boy, simply and and she simply just asks about the respect of a black woman in wrestling. And I'm not a black woman; I'm a black man. And I already know how it is being a black man. I can't even imagine what it's like to be a black woman in that sport, in that particular right. uh, entertainment field. If you want to, you know, sports entertainment, whatever you want to say, I can't even imagine that. And I thought the things that she brought up in question were valid because she was like, why, why, why don't black women get the respect they deserve? Why don't people go all out and cheer and support black women? I mean, we do, and we know why we do. Right. But she asked a very valid question. And what happened was that question was too real for white Twitter. Uh, 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 a percentage of white Twitter did not want to hear hear that, and what they started to do was bash her, and try to bully her, and try to make her feel stupid or like she was crazy for asking that question. And she did the best thing that she could. She got off Twitter. Well, yeah, she got the she got you know white Twitter basically were like shut up and wrestle, which is which is which is the ironic thing. It's like white Twitter did exactly what she's saying that exactly people, it was just the, the ironic like sometimes these jokes just write themselves i've like, watched <laughs> i've watched and I, no let me take this back let me start here i've heard so many different podcasts and how they talk about black women in particular in wrestling how oh naomi's moveset is just so blah oh she need to get out of the ring. Oh, she need to stop. Oh, I, yeah, I took a bathroom break during her match. Like, really? Mm-hmm. You took a bathroom break mm-hmm. through her match, but you will watch wrestler A, B, C, or D that you don't care about too much, though, right? Like you'd watch Car- you'd watch Carmella. And that no no no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna bash any woman here because Carmella is dope at what she does. And I'm gonna tell you why Carmella is dope. And I got this conversation with Shahid one day. I was like, you know what's dope about Carmella? She's the female Miz. She does everything they ask her to do, 
And she's and she does it well. And she doesn't get hurt. And she's always working. Yeah. No, no, it, it wasn't it wasn't meant it was it came out that way, but it wasn't meant that. But I'm just No, saying, I got what you were saying. saying. I, like I, you'll watch you'll you'll watch her or you'll watch, you know You'll watch a white wrestler. You, you, watch you, you'll yeah, watch another yeah. you'll watch a white wrestler who you're comfortable with. And no matter if they make some mistakes or uh you know, whatever, it's all good. Everything is okay. But as soon as a black performer makes a slip up or 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 fumbles on the mic, it's oh, I don't think they need to be on the microphone. Oh, oh well, she needs to work on that. I just saw um on Twitter this week, uh, the young, the new um, black woman they have on it, Lash, what is her name? I'm just gonna make me mad. It's gonna make me mad now. I can't think of her name, but they show her little uh, skits on the new NXT, and I think she had a match on 205, and she did a you know a elbow drop or whatever. You know, it was it was what it was, and people were like, oh, I don't know what they teaching them at the uh, performance, and I'm like. Really? Yeah. Like they, 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 they're. I've seen so many different things that I can pinpoint and talk about, but no, I just don't. Like, let's 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 keep it a buck, right? Because this is what we're gonna do on the show, right? We're gonna keep it a buck, right? It's coded racism. It's coded racism. You know, it, it is what it is, man. Like it's just certain. To, and I know there's a segment of the people that listen to this that are probably some of those folks that make those comments online, and I. You can be racist without intentionally trying to be racist. When you're propelling old stereotypes and old narratives, you're you're being racist. You're 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 upholding racist narratives and statue and statues that kind of play into kind of those talking points, you know. And it happens in every sport, you know. We've we've me and you've been alive around the same time, you know. We, we hear the talk about black quarterbacks and white quarterbacks, right? The same the same thing, right? You know, black quarterbacks are oh, athletic, once in a lifetime athletes. But you know, are they leaders? Are you know, are they smart to the game? And then white quarterbacks are so much smarter. They're so much yeah, yeah. leaders. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like you can kind of you know, and it's like if you're if, if, and and I get it. There's some people that just genuinely don't see what's they, they don't see behind the words. They just kind of see the words and like, oh, okay. They and and they just kind of consume it as is. But if you're smart to the game, you know what what they're trying to imply that you know, black people, you're only this, and white people are, are this. And it's the same thing in wrestling. I mean, it's like black male wrestlers, and now in I don't know this specific conversation is about with Jay Cargill, so don't catch the black women. It's the same thing. It, it's just it's just following on the footsteps of kind of racist tropes and caricatures that have existed since the beginning of time in every art form. You know what I'm saying? And and it is time that we called it out for what it is. It's just racism. It's coded racism. And 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 just because you're not wearing a white hood as you watch Jade Cargill matches doesn't make you any less racist because you're pointing out and you're and you're you're upholding these fucking archaic views and these like weird weird views of black female wrestlers man which is which right. is corny right and i and it's funny because i'm just like but y'all cheer and y'all go all out for sasha you do realize oh you don't realize that's what it is you don't realize <laughs> like you know what i mean? you know what i'm saying like oh they don't realize or they may not be hip to it oh no she's no yo no 
She's, or or she, they like black wrestlers that look a certain, certain way. way. Yeah, like, because it's just like, and I used to always have this frustration when I would listen to um, callers, um, when I used to listen to The Torch religiously. Um, mm-hmm. And the conversation of Naomi would come up and it was just like, what are you talking about? What are y'all saying like right now? And it was just so annoying. Oh, uh, I think the last time I listened was maybe a week or two ago. And like I said, I'm always spotty when I listen to it. If, you know, somebody's on and I want to hear talk, I listen to. Um, But they were saying something like she was outdated. She like she didn't belong with the women now. She needed to be back when, um, uh, I guess what Trish and all them. I can't think of the other um, uh, Kelly Kelly and all them. Was, they were trying to say that, and I was right. like, when it was when it when, when wrestling was more misogynistic and archaic than it even is now. Yeah, and I'm oh just like God. word, and I just like you know, let me turn this off because I just and, and that's that's starting to be one of my pet peeves. You know, but, listen, to, but listen, bro, to, it's but bro, it's like I get it. And it's like, but this is where we as black podcasters, as podcasters in general, is and and Jay Cargill, I applaud her for taking that step on the ledge and just just blah, just just letting off, right? I feel like you gotta call people out for it. And they and people are upset because you expose them. It's not about what she said, it's that it exposed yeah, she, I, she yeah. pulled the cover down. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's it's and, and that's what we need to do. We need to expose these dudes and literally and expose them eloquently too. Like expose them like, no, this you you're a fucking racist. Now you may not be a racist, but your views on wrestling are racist. Or racist oh, racist oh, oh, adjacent. Oh, oh yeah, there you go. That's racist adjacent. Because it's yeah. more of a thing of you you saying, Oh, I, I whatever. I you know and this just leads me down to the road of I just know from now on that when it comes to black performers, women especially, men as well, as far as us as fans, we need to be more vocal. Like when we see some fuck shit on social media, we need to be more vocal about that, especially when they're talking about the people that we um, enjoy. I'm talking about from um, Kofi Kingston to Big E to uh, 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 you know, everybody. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna say a name. Every black and wrestler, it's, right and, now. It's, and it's not, and it's, and not just fans, but other wrestlers too. Other white wrestlers, like white wrestlers that are smart to the game, need to say some shit. Like, well, that's that, that's like, that's also true too. But the one thing about the wrestling business in itself is that it's almost that. Uh, I'm not saying it's still like that, but you know, you're always in that rat race of I want to be that dude or I want to be that woman. I want to be on top. I want to do A, B, C, and D. So a lot of people have tunnel vision when it comes to stuff like this. But you're also right. You, the white performers that you're in the high profile or in the positions of, you know, you can get somebody's ear or you can tell somebody something, you definitely need to speak up because you're part of the problem if you see this shit going down and you don't say anything and you just let shit fly. But then want to talk about it later and it's not helping. Like, I love, I, I love, how WWE is bringing in more people of color. I do love that. I'm proud to say today, finally, I'm starting to see that difference in AEW. Slowly, but I'm starting to see that difference of color finally coming on to TV. You know, YouTube, uh, with the YouTube shows, and, you know, with, you know, your signings of Jay Lethal, kind of. 
you know, not sure about it, but Jay Lethal, Lee Moriarty, stuff like that. That's dope. Like, yeah, you should, you know, you sh- you shouldn't have took so long, but I'm glad it's starting to happen now. But I'm also want to is the community within itself. Like I said, it's the community, bro. The community got a lot of power, and I don't think they really understand how much power we have because we got a voice, and our voice is loud and it's strong. And you know, a lot of things we are the wave. A lot of things that we bring up, all they do is just you know copy and paste it and turn it into something else. Just look at social media. We pretty much run social media. If it wasn't for black people on social media, Twitter would be boring. Facts. Like, I hate to say it, but it would be. It will be a bunch of people saying the same old things, doing the same old thing. But we bring a type of style and flavor and our sense of humor and all that good stuff into it. And it's like, it's dope. And when it comes to professional wrestling, and this is my biggest thing when I first started the podcast, when me and you were first, you know, talking about this, the community is so powerful, but people want to move and so separately. And it's just infuriating when you think about it. It's like, all right, bro, I get it. You want to do A, B, C, and D, but just think about what we can do if we all put our heads together. That's not what we we're talking about. But like I said, the the it's the wrestler, the wrestlers too back there got to speak up too. Everybody got to speak up. And and, and and white fans, man, it's it's up the white fans that don't feel this way, or the white fans that are caught up in the middle. It's up to y'all too to call it out on some bullshit too. You know what I'm saying? It's up, it's up to y'all to say some shit that needs to be said. To can I call can can I call some bullshit out right now? Can right. I ask me the bullshit is how the fuck WWE ain't gonna say nothing about Naomi being on uh Wendy Williams show? How the fuck WWE don't say anything and don't promote the hell out of Sasha Banks being on a Disney show? How the fuck WWE don't pump up Big E being on damn near every Saturday college football and boxing match. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck is up for real? Like, yeah, I see y'all making moves and y'all put more black people in, you know, positions of learning and, and on TV. But why the fuck we can't get the promotion that uh, uh, somebody who get who got engaged or somebody who fucking on Nash Bridges? You know what I mean? Like, y'all are promote white people, white wrestlers being on some mundane bullshit but like the black wrestlers like how you not gonna try to get in the bed with disney like you should have been promoting the hell out of sasha banks being on the mandalorian they ain't say shit yeah no i mean listen bro you you preaching to the choir bro you preaching to the choir i mean i can't i don't even i don't even know what else to add to that i mean you you spot on bro you speaking you dropping bars right now you dropping big l bars like like you just you spitting like there's nothing else to say, bro. I mean, I I I get certain things like they are an NBC Universal company, so they may not want to. This is what they'll say, like they may not want to give shine technically to a competitor. I get that. Like I do get it to a point. You know what I mean? Like to a point. I get it. I, I'm I'm I've, but, I I understand but, that too. But at the but at the same time, yeah, this is. This is arguably one of your biggest stars, male or female. And look, and look, look what Big E been doing: boxing, Iowa right. football game. Like he's been every like he. I ain't. I don't know what every champion does. I know John Cena was hella into Make a Wish, but Big right. E's like from the Breakfast Club to to you know his uh, Iowa football team to the boxing matches. And I'm just like, yo, this dude is really out here with that title. It always got the title with him. 
Like, like I'm the world yeah. champion. Like, I'm out here in the streets He's for real. He's a great ambassador. He's a great ambassador to what you're trying to do. So why wouldn't you promote that? Promote it, bro. That? And and not only not only does that help you the brand, but it also helps the narrative that like, see, that's what I'm good. saying. They give them in the same opportunity. Fucking fucking. But that but but you see the problem is there's a lot of people that live in this like reality that there isn't anything wrong. So why would we call attention to something that isn't wrong? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we and you and I both know that there is a problem and that it does need to be highlighted. Um, so yeah, it's it's bro. It, you appreciate to the choir, bro. Yeah, I, I, I know. I don't I really know. have anything else to say. I mean, it's just, and again, it's just it's 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 us to you. It's time for us to use our platform like this one and expose it, highlight it, and expose it, and expose the motherfuckers that are that are, have this archaic view and thinking and say no, no more, no, no, we're not doing that. Because like I didn't we're watch it, that. I didn't watch it when it happened. I watched it a little bit on YouTube, and I was like, oh yeah, that's dope. No, Naomi was on. You know, Wendy Williams and basically like bigging up the company. Sean Props the company. Yeah. Not a word. Not a drop. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did it on this. Maybe they did it online on W.com or something like that. But y'all got what? Three, four shows on and y'all ain't even going to talk about it. Word. And then y'all going to have this bullshit ass storyline where this white woman keep fucking with this black woman for for what reason? We still don't know. Right. But I, you know what? I ain't even gonna go there. I ain't gonna touch that. I'm gonna let another podcast touch shade, that. Shade, shades of gray, remember? <laughs> yeah, because that that fucking storyline really feels like it's some bullshit, and they don't know what to do with it now because that shit look real janky. And I think that somebody kind of got word that it looks janky, so now that's like, oh, let's pull back a little bit. But they don't want to pull two back. Yeah, they need they need to stop bigging up this shit. But you know, I'm gonna move on from there. Um, we got some signings. We got some people. We got yeah. some departures. I guess we'll talk about the signings first. Uh, as far as we know, Kevin Owens has signed back with WWE, and the word is Sami Zayn has signed back as well. I think. I mean, f- from the report of the money, I ain't trying to be in nobody's pockets, but from what I read. I'll sign back with WWE for that. I got a family. Fuck that. <laughs> like, if you ain't matching that, if you ain't matching this AEW, nah, then I ain't coming. Well, here's the thing, right? Because there's a lot of talk online about it. It's kind of weird. Like, I don't like pocket watching. It's yeah. It's kind of weird to me. Like, who am I to sit there and tell Kevin Owens what he should have done? Like, that's him. Right a on. man with a family. Like, that's that man's right. Like, whether I... Whether I think he should have went to AEW or WWE is kind of irrelevant. That man got a contract that was what he felt was market value and what was to his liking and what was what was rich for him. So that's that man's prerogative. That's that's his right. He doesn't owe us an explanation or a right to do anything anything different. Oh, um, that. But let me tell you, the nerds are out there talking. Uh, he he oh, made a mistake. Oh, he should have went to AEW because all they're gonna do is A, B, C, and D. And I'm just like, bro. What well, the here's f- the here's the thing. Here's the thing about that, and I was getting to that. Right? Here's the thing about that. As you see, WWE is getting into the position where they're not giving out these contracts like that willy nilly. Right. So, and at least anymore, anyway. Mm-hmm. I think back in the day they were just just because they could. Yeah, and yeah. They yeah. just didn't want. And AEW just started up, so it was kind of like, oh right. shit. Oh. Right. But now the AEW is a legitimate competition. 
and WWE is in this whole mode of they want to get down budgets and all that. Part of it is the pandemic. Part of it is <coughs> sale. Maybe who knows? Um, <laughs> inner the inner the inner workings of the financial situations are 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 are, are quite interesting, right? So they're not giving out these contracts like that. So shouldn't that tell somebody like, yo, they think that much of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. They look at these guys as not only stars, potential stars, but as MVPs, as guys that are so valuable to the product that, yeah, we're just not going to let them go because they are valuable. And I agree with that notion, by the way. Like, I think if Kevin Owens, like, I think Daniel Bryan has been a huge loss. And I think Kevin Owens would have been a huge loss for that company. I don't think you can replace I agree. Like Kevin Owens. Yeah, I, I think you can replace too. even Sammy. Mm-hmm. I don't even think you can replace nope. Sammy because yeah, Sammy yeah. is so good in every role that you put him in. And I think WWE, listen, WWE has their issues. Vince has their issues. But these motherfuckers ain't, ain't dumb. They don't get to where they've been and been a 50-year giant for doing stupid shit, right? Like, they know what they're doing. At, at least in some aspects, they know what they're doing. So I think that they just realized, like, look, we can't afford to lose these dudes, man. Well, you know, listen, we we might tighten the purse in some other areas. We may let some other guys go. But these two dudes, yeah, we can't let these guys go. And and if all things are considered equal, let's throw in another 10 mil or let's throw in another five mil just to sweeten the deal. Like, you know, I think that's in the case of Kevin Owens, that's probably what they did, probably. And not to mention, like, look, AEW. AEW's getting stacked. So I think Kevin Owens probably looked at it like, yo, where do I fit in on the pecking order? I mean, you got yeah. Brian Danielson, you got yeah. you got CM Punk now, you got Adam Cole, you got obviously the pillars of AEW. You right. got all it's like it's yeah, it was it's it's it was it was more of a strategic when he eventually when he returns, right? Like yeah. I think it was strategic. Felt like, yo, it was me, a- let me sit back, let me sit back, let me sit back. Let me chill where I'm at. I'm happy here for the most part. Obviously, I'm happy. They're going to pay me good money. And who knows? Shit, some shit might open up. Who knows? Now, maybe Owens might be in line to win a Rumble or do this or do that. You know what I mean? And he'd be in a different situation than in AEW where he's just another piece in a stacked war chest. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I, think, um, yeah. I think it was it was a strategic play on him because – and as I was telling somebody the day I was talking to um, – Somebody and I was just like, kudos to the Bucks and and Adam Cole and all them guys over there because they helped get him that money. Like if they didn't tweet all that Mount Rushmore stuff and tease it, like like they helped the homie out. Like people getting it twisted because I saw people was like, oh, like like no, they helped their friend get more money. You don't think they happy for him and his family? Of course they are. That's the homie. They don't have to wrestle in the same. <laughs> same company to still be homies so I I think that was dope for Kevin Owens that he signed back and he got some great money and in lay, let's be clear we all know if Nick Khan look at those numbers next year and like oof, might have made a mistake here we know he is not against letting somebody go so we don't know how this going to play out you know we just know that he just signed a new contract and right now he's with them because we've seen a lot of people that have been let go that have signed contracts so that ain't nothing to you know you just don't know what's going to happen true. but right now true. I'm glad he got his money cuz I think Kevin Owens is dope and if Samuel and if it's true to Samuel um Samuel was if Sami Zayn signed back 
that's dope too because I think Sammy is in a great position in the company because he's in that position of I'm in a sweet spot because y'all ain't gonna have Baron Corbin coming out here every week doing the shit that I do. It's already bad enough with him a madcap <laughs> for 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 fifteen ten minutes they out there. You, you I mean, hey, lean on me. I bring a little something different. You know, I enjoy. I I did enjoy the back and forth with him and Brock the last two two three weeks or whatever. That was fun. Uh, I think Sammy's dope, and I think he probably thought the same thing too. Like. Where do I fit in anywhere else? And uh, I'm I'm Gucci and over when here. In doubt, and when in doubt, he's still someone that we know can, you know, his pen is sharp when it comes in the ring. So oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's the doubt. You know, he he be good in that regard. You know, he's not he's just not sports entertainment. He's not just comedy. Like yeah, when in doubt, he can he can his sword is is mighty. So um, you know, yeah, man. Listen, big ups to those two, man, and and. And good looks for WWE. You know, listen, we tend to bash WWE a lot, but listen, good thing that they did what they did because, I, again, I, I can't, I can't even imagine where that company would be without those two guys. Yeah, um, they are very strong players on a chessboard for WWE. I think they bring a lot to the table. I think they are interchange interchangeable. Both of them, they can both play um, that mid card and main event if you need them to uh sammy not so much you know he's been kind of slotted in that mid uh card range but i think he can be a you know main event a challenger at least um and he can main event shows like you don't always have to go main event like for the world title but he can close shows i mean because it's like you said his his ring work speaks speaks for itself but you know he's been leaning more on that comedy side and i think that's great because we all know Vince is all about entertainment and that's what his show is, an entertainment show, more than a wrestling show at times. So he can entertain fans, he can get people riled up and that works for him. Same thing as Owens. Owens can do the same thing, but you know, he leans more to like the wrestling side. But it's just dope for both of them to get contracts and get paid. Cause we know how this wrestling business can be in, you know. You see how many people got let go this year, what? Almost a hundred? Maybe over, I don't even know. I think it was like 80 or something I counted at one time. So I'm not sure how much it was. But so, you know, nothing's promised. Um, NXT, well, right now, don't have two of their, their major players uh, from NXT Black and Gold uh, who transitioned into the NXT 2.0. And that is um, Johnny Gargano and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, their contracts have ended. These are two gentlemen that I ain't going to hold you. I don't know when y'all going to listen to this. I think I'm going to put it out Wednesday morning. So if you listen to this right now before Dynamite comes on, I think Kyle O'Reilly going to be on Dynamite. I think he's going to show up. Johnny Gargano, I don't know. I don't know. Because I'm with you. I've heard Tony Khan say next year we got a lot of more surprises for you. A lot of more new signings. And then I start to think to myself, like we just talked about with Owens, well, well, where would Johnny fit in at if he was to move to AEW? Could we slot him in a tag team? But with who? Is it somebody that he used to tag team on the independence over there? And, you know, your brain just started working and you just start thinking and it's like, huh, 
I don't know. Because you could easily just say, okay, Red Drag them back together. That's easy. You already got Bobby Fish over right. there. You can easily say, oh, no, it's going to be Adam Cole and Red Dragon eventually versus Kenny Omega and the, super, uh, the Young Bucks. You know what I mean? Like, you, you can see where a cow will fit. Johnny is just like, I don't know. And I'm sure he, I'm sure that's something that he's going to have to think about um, when the time comes. Because I'm thinking right now, you know, he's worrying about his first child coming. He ain't got time to be worrying about uh, arm drags and headlocks. Um, he's getting prepared for that. So, but if you could just, I guess, fantasy book or where would you like to see him do? What would you think the best move? If you were, if you were Johnny Gargano, what would you do? Again, um, I don't like pocket watching, but um, for the sake of this discussion, well, first I would tell anybody, look, do do what's best for you, man, from a financial and family and comfort level. Listen, listen, we know all that. If that's what would you do? I'm 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 setting I'm setting it up. I'm setting it up. Let me let me let me let me let me let (laughs) off, my brother. Let me let off. Uh, no, so I mean, obviously, I would tell Colorado. I mean, I would tell uh, Gargano, yo, do what's, do what's best for you and your family, so, or whatever, right? Uh, that being said, if, if we're fantasy booking, um, it's it's difficult, yeah, because you're right. I don't see a natural fit in AEW. Like some guys are just obvious, right? And then some guys, you could just be like, oh my god, the, the possibilities are just endless. With AEW, it's like. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It'd be it'd be a, it'd be a huge thing, and it'd be a good move. I don't think it's a bad move to go to AEW. Oh no, 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 it's not bad by no means. But I I do I'm with you. I, if I were him, man, I, I, obviously it depends on the money. It depends if if, the, if if you're being if you're if you're being paid what you feel like you're worth, and if the money is relatively the same, I would stay in WWE, man. Mm. I would. I would just because for Gar- for Gargano, this is not for O'Reilly or whoever else. Everybody's different. Every yeah, situation yeah, yeah. is different. Every person is different, right? But to me, I think if you're Gargano, I think you've done enough at NXT. And I think that there's a huge hole on the main roster for guys like Gargano. So my thinking is like, yo, eventually you're going to get that call up. And eventually, you can fill a role on the main roster that is very much needed right now. Oh, so as you, opposed to you didn't read the I'm, rumor. I'm, I'm, no, I didn't read the rumor. Supposedly, supposedly, he got the same, similar to what they wanted Cole to do. Hmm. What well, if 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 that is true? Yeah, if it's true, I don't know how true that is. And who the fuck knows? Right? Yeah, right. Who knows? Right? I I didn't hear from a, a a solid source. I would say, unless it's for me, unless it's Wade, unless it's Tuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike yeah. Johnson. Yeah, somebody like you know, that. The, the, yeah, the, the, the usual. Yeah. yeah, the usual suspects. You know, even Ryan Satin. Yeah, Satin, Sean, yeah, yeah, all them guys. Jason Powell, somebody in the know, somebody that I trust, right? Uh, It's whatever. 
I'm just going off of if the money's relatively the same. I would say in WWE, man. But just because I'm thinking from a from a from a fit standpoint, he fits in both companies. But the thing the thing I'm starting to get worried about with AEW is man, they got a, they got a stacked roster, bro. And I'm just worried about a guy like Gargano if he just doesn't get lost and he doesn't have that star power that a Brian Danielson has that a CM Punk has. Hell, even an Adam Cole has. So I don't know if I ain't sure about that. That's what I'm not sure about. I think because you a lot of that AEW crowd, I can almost bet my last dollar word takeover fans. And it's more of a heavy it's more of a heavy wrestling side crowd who were into that independent wrestlers slash. But no, no, no. I know what you're what saying. I'm... I know what you're saying. I absolutely know what you're saying. But all I'm saying is he's not in cold. If I'm saying, is he cold? No, he's not cold. Can he get a Jungle Boy pop? Yeah. Yes. But after, but at, like, okay, in the beginning, yeah. I think in the beginning, anybody. I mean, shit, I can come out to an AEW crowd and be like, oh, shit, it's Manny. Oh, shit, I've been cheering about. Like, like, <laughs> I think every, I think. I think when anybody new debuts, it's always going to be, oh, shit, right? But I think once once kind of the the candy high wears off, you're just like, okay. Ah, see, I don't, see, what, I, what, I don't what, know. His work his work is dope, bro. So I don't think people are just going to be like, oh, it's just Johnny no, Gargano. That, that's, not, that's, not, that's not what I'm I, – I, and maybe it's coming off that way. And I'll admit, I'm not like the biggest Gargano fan. Oh, I know. I like that's him, that, that's I, why you're talking loose about. It. <laughs> that's why nah, you're talking I'm reckless. That I just I wonder. I, I just I, to me, I think that in AEW as currently constructed, would he get lost in the shuffle? And what I mean in the shuffle is, would you know at some point. You know, there's just a lot of motherfuckers on the same roster. And where does a Gargano fit in that? Well, to... In that mix. Now, maybe he doesn't care about that. Maybe he's just like, yo, I'm, I'm in a company that values me, that is going to push me to the Viking that I wait, I want to be pushed at. And I feel like there's more opportunities for me here. And, and if that's okay for him, then great. You get what I'm saying? To be fair with AEW, a lot of those contracts are coming up next year. A lot of those first-year contracts, people who sign... Just look who's not on TV, and you kind of know, yeah, some spots are going to be filling up. If you can remember who was on on first year, who you, who you don't see on TV anymore, you don't really see on the YouTube shows, yeah, I'm not going to name names, but if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you can kind of, they're kind of like the writings on the wall, so it's kind of like spots are going to open up. I don't know, you know, how, how it's going to work out as far as who's going to want to sign it. But spots are definitely going to be opening up, you know, opening up. Yeah. No, listen. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is, listen, I don't know anything about anything. I'm just giving you my opinion. And again, I, I'm, I know it's coming off as I'm talking reckless about Gargano. Listen, the dude is talented. I, I, I've never argued that Johnny Gargano isn't talented. I'm just like he just he just don't do it for me for me now for some others great God bless you you know what I'm saying 
Um, but he's just for me. But that doesn't that doesn't take away his asset to a particular company. And I think he would be a hell of an asset to AEW. He's a talented individual. I'm just I'm just worried about you know you go from the high of Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson and Adam Cole and this signing and that signing. And it's like okay, Gargano, cool, like all right, yay, great, key. <laughs> you know, like oh okay, like. Cool, <laughs> but I think he. I, listen, I think again, and I'm, I'm again not counting anybody's pockets, not doing any of that haterish shit that you see online on Twitter. Um, if the money's right and it's it's a good move for him and his family, man, then just do his best for you. And I think it might be WWE, man. Who knows? It might be WWE. It might be just staying, staying, staying put, playing it out a little bit. See what happens. See what happens with the the new rebranded NXT. See what happens with the main roster. I think I would I would imagine there's going to be some call ups eventually again. Um, so you know who knows? Maybe Gargano's in that mix for hey, for, for call ups. Being that you just said that, and, and you know that was pretty much the last topic. Oh, before we get there, what you think of Hook's debut, man? I thought it was pretty fucking dope. I thought it was dope too. I liked it. That kid has something, man. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's got talent. He's, he's got talent. It's something I mean, there. We don't, we don't, we don't know where it's going to be. We don't. He's still kind of in that claymation phase, still where, you know, still hasn't quite molded yet. But you but know, you can tell where it's going. I but can, can, I but can. You can. But you can see the shape. You yeah. The it's like it. okay, you are an updated version of your pops. You can tell right, that right. the whole like, man, fuck all y'all. Like, he's, yeah. he's, I would say, I would say, out of all the guys on Team Taz, he definitely has the most upside for sure. I mean, he coming out to the um, uh, Action Bronson. I said, okay, this man came out to Action Bronson. I was like, all right, yeah, he's got it, man. There's always one. There's always one in the group and a stable that really shows out, and I think he's the one. So hopefully, they do right by him. Hopefully, they 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 take it slow. Yeah, you don't have to rush the progression. Not to rush it. I know that kind of strikes against what we were talking about earlier with not everything needs twenty. Oh times. yeah, but this is. Things, but, I, but there's certain things. Do yeah, and, certain um, things. You know, just just leave it on. Just leave it on slow cook yeah. for a couple hours and and let it cook, and then eventually you may have something. Yeah, it'd be and, good. And if they I think, do it and great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I was I was really impressed with it. Me too. You know, I good think move set had you know good you know good good move set you know good solid work in the ring. Uh, showed some charisma. Showed that you know quote unquote it. Um, you know, and he's and he showed that it factor even just when he wasn't in the ring, which is some of the facial features, yeah, mannerisms and stuff, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, he, he, there's something definitely, there's something definitely there. Um, what is what is that there? What is that it there? I, who knows? And we'll see. But um, yeah, I I think it's for a first time um, for a first time debut. I think you couldn't have asked for for better from him. Yeah, I thought was, I thought it was fucking dope. Um... I can't wait to see his next match. I think they already announced it. That's going to be on Rampage. I think this week. Uh, this week, right against yeah. who? I forgot. I forgot against who, but I know he's supposed. To, oh no! Um, somebody from Bear Country. I think one of them guys from the tag team Bear Country. I think whatever. I, yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah, I believe you're right. I think I heard something like that. Yeah, I think I saw something like that. I can't wait but to yeah, see. Let's, let's go back. I know. I know. I know. We wrapping up, but let me let me go back to you because you was you put me on a spot. But what about you, man? What do you think Gargano should do? Oh shit! Um, yeah, you I mean, put me on the griddle, nigga. What's good with you? What do you think, Gargano? Because I mean, hey, you're higher on Gargano than I am. 
I think Gargano should do what make. I think he should do. <laughs> Gargano should get the money. Whoever give him, you know, whoever will give him that money, go for it. But I mean, he's just money's, so good. Money's equal. Money's equal both places. Money's equal in both places. If I if. See, you sound like me. No, because I, 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 wanna, I want to make sure what I'm saying comes out correctly. I think there's more upside with signing back with WWE, and I'm not even talking about it being an in-ring thing. I think that he can be like Samoa Joe and actually have a job after the in-ring stuff and working, hmm. you know, with Sean and, you know, uh, Terry Taylor and William Regal, you know, he can work with them in the back if he don't want to wrestle no more. Cause I'm sure, you know, if Ciampa wanted to, he could, I don't know if that's something he's going to do when he's finished, you know, with his in ring stuff. But I think those guys are in sync with each other. And there's a lot of things that, cause I know how much, you know, Shawn Michaels adores him and he adores Shawn Michaels. And I know triple H, you know, same thing with triple H. So I'm sure they wouldn't mind like, Hey, you know, maybe we should get him on his coaching staff or whatever it is. And, you know, he'll have a career. If he still want to stick around and work in the wrestling business, you know, agent coach, whatever. I think that could be something that he could do. Um, in NXT. Um, how old is Gargano? I think Gargano is in his mid thirties. I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Let me look at that right now. I'm curious. Now that you mentioned life after WWE, um, can't be older. Or life th- after rest. He's thirty. He's thirty four. Damn, Gargano's only thirty four. Hmm. I mean, he still got a couple more years left. Yeah, he's, I I would argue he's still. I mean, with yeah. that style, he's been wrestling. I'm gonna say a couple, <laughs> but you know. You can always switch it up somewhat, right? And you know, but you can always switch it up. And and guys, as they get older, they get smarter. Usually, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, thirty four. I see. I, I actually thought he was older than that. And I mean, I mean, I mean, and don't get it twisted. AEW could offer him the same thing, but I don't think it would be that same familiar you know familiarity right. that he no, has no, I with you know man. you make you make you make uh you make good points and actually points that i wish would have thought of yeah you're right I, I think that that is from that perspective it is a little bit more advantageous um for him man i mean listen I, i'm downplaying it like he wouldn't be an asset i think johnny gargano is one of those guys that he's just a wrestler He's just a wrestler. Yeah. Man. You yeah. know how you call guys a, just a professional baseball player, a professional. He's just a professional wrestler. Johnny Gargano, any company, he's an asset. You, you need you need guys like Johnny Gargano on your roster, on any team, on any roster, any 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 promotion. You need guys like that. So I think he would be an asset every, anywhere he goes. And who's to say? It may not just be AEW. It could be Impact. It could be, you know, MLW. Oh, yeah, he yeah, might, yeah, yeah. He might, he might choose to browse around for a little while and do the new Japan route again and then do the, you know, do some Mexican shows. Like what, I mean, listen, the sky's the limit for this dude. Cause again, he's an asset anywhere he goes. So, um, yeah, man, just, just make the decision that's good for you, bro. 
Yeah, um, I don't want to close out this show without talking about uh, somewhat, you know, in a small way, wrapping up this year as far as professional wrestling goes. Um, I'm putting you on the spot. So I'm not even going to ask you wrestler of the year or anything like that. But if no, you, you can. I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh, you ready? I, I didn't even because, you know, I mean, if you if you had to choose for a wrestler of the year, uh, male, female, who would it be? Brian Danielson. Okay. Without a doubt. Female. I think he's had, I think, uh, female-wise, female-wise, there's a lot of great candidates. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Bianca. Okay. Even though the 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 last quarter of her year wasn't as strong as the first. Yeah, but that you know what? I'm I'm with you with Bianca and she's mine too. That first half is just untouchable. Like uh-huh. like she can shoot but she shot in that last quarter and still be fine. Right. Right, right. So that's why I go with Bianca. And it was clo- it was close ones almost. I could have went Brit. I could have went uh I could have went uh some other different directions that I was thinking about. But I but I go I I'll go with um with uh Bianca and Danielson. Man. I, I honestly I don't even know how you you can't go with Danielson. And I mean the year that he's had main eventing WrestleMania you know, leaving in April, debuting in impact in in uh in all elite wrestling, and then just not skipping a fucking beat. It, and the matches he's had, um, it's just been. I mean, listen, I know I'm, and everybody who listens to this knows Brian Danielson is one of my favorite wrestlers, so it, it feels homerish. Feels like a homerish pick, but honestly, I just don't know how you you argue against him. Yeah. I'm not even gonna hold you. If I had to what change, about you? um, Bianca's my for woman, and if I, I, I mean, I, it would either be Brian or Roman. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and bullshit nobody. It would either be those one of those two, and I just think, um, as far as Brian goes, you said every, you know, everything that needs to be said. He was just fucking off the charts. He didn't miss a beat, and even when he was out for that moment, and he came back and was like, "Oh, you still putting out bangers like this." And with Roman, yeah, really, I just think Roman's character development has just gone off the charts now. Like, he knows that fucking character. It's not even, like, thinking about it. He just knows the mannerisms to make. He knows when to do, like, anything now. And I, I'm, it's just been a great pleasure to see because it was something that, I think we as fans have been saying, oh, won't he just do this? Won't he just do this? And when they finally did it with Paul Heyman, it was just like so dope. And I think Paul Heyman has been a, a godsend to him, to his career, because it doesn't work without Paul. It's not, it, it, no, it, does, it, it doesn't work without him. And it's going to be interesting to see now um, if, if this isn't a ruse, if this isn't a trick, how is this going to play no, out? I think it's a ruse. Well, yeah, you know, that's what I say. If it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to see because they're really putting a lot into this uh, day one pay per view, and I heard they want to make this like one of the big four pay per views. Now, I guess they wanted to make it a big five 
where you know this this is a thing where everybody comes out to and i was like that's kind of difficult wwe because this is the first and people want to party i get what they trying mm-hmm. to do but i mean we'll see if it works you think i mean you never know yeah we'll see we'll see i feel like they've had that that uh always trying to find yeah always trying to find that fifth pay-per-view yeah yeah um match of the year buddy i i i i wouldn't even know where to start i mean because i can tell you the matches that stick out in my mind right now like from the young bucks and lucha bros uh uh cage match um kenny and uh brian brian and uh hangman uh Shit! Oh man, it's so gun, many. Gotta give me a gun to your head. Gun to your head right now. Give me a match of the year. I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm just gonna say Bucks and uh, Lucha Bros because that's the match. I, I think I remember I watched that match like three times. Like in in, cause see, then I can go back and say, oh well, then we just have like Omega. Orange Cassidy and um, mm-hmm. that three way match. See, so many matches. Yeah, I'll just There's so many matches. Yeah, There's so many matches. You know, but you you got to get one. Uh, for me, then I'm thinking about New Japan Kenny, matches. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's, I mean, listen, the the match of the year because again, there's so many damn matches throughout the year with so many different promotions. I mean, even just obscure matches that nobody even thinks about that could qualify just on just on. In ring, in ring work alone. Um, for me, it's Kenny Bryan in New York. The atmosphere. First of all, the match was just phenomenal. That, I mean that that's a that's a pay per view headlining match. Any era, any pay per view is just incredible. Uh, the atmosphere, the standing ovation, the crowd just before these dudes even touched the crowd was they just had the crowd on the palm of their hands opening opening the show with those with that match it's just it, it was just everything that you want out of a professional like when you know when, when people make the argument like guys oh, wrestling still it is wrestling still have that ability to to still capture the moment that was a match like that was a match that I sent to my homies that don't watch wrestling and they're like oh shit okay a word like oh okay i I see it now like okay like that that's just a phenomenal match man um i love that match that was my favorite match of the year i wish the ending would have been better but now obviously in hindsight i i get why they didn't uh go down that road um yeah uh there's other there's some other ones that i can go with daniel bryan and uh roman reigns from smackdown uh the triple threat main event match i thought that was really good um, Lucha Bros and uh, and the uh, Bucks. That was a really really good match. Um, yeah, I mean, again, you're 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 spot on, bro. You can you can go a thousand and one, um, a thousand and one options. Darby Allen and uh, MJF. That was that was another special match. Uh, Adam Cole, Kyle Riley. I mean, there's just so many matches that you can choose from, but. I'm gonna go with that one. I'm gonna go with uh, with Brian and uh, Brian and uh, Omega. You know, 
I think to the, uh, this year has been interesting because we got to experience, uh, you know, fans in the arena during the pandemic. And it was interesting to see how WWE's moving as far as a company um, with Nick Khan and the way that he's moving and the way that he's seeing the vision of why do we got these people on here and we paying them this much and we're not using them. Let's get them off the books. He seems like a no nonsense individual. Um, everybody found out that him and the rock are friends close. <laughs> uh, that was super interesting. And I don't even know why I'm bringing that up. I just thought that was just, you know, super interesting to see. I was like, oh, they close. They know each other. Oh, shit. Okay. And I just thought this year, as far as wrestling went, was dope. I thought we got a chance to see a lot of workers that you normally wouldn't see. AEW has been that thing that we've needed because um, it had just been so WWE dominated as far as the mainstream of wrestling. And, you know, with all of AEW's faults, it was just great, great to have that second promotion. It was great to have younger stars that you don't see on Monday night and Friday night and on um, NXT to, you know, evaluate. Because five years from now, a lot of those stars could end up being on WWE. That's the crazy shit about it. Like, as much as folks love AEW and sing the praises and you want to talk about the four pillars, there's no guarantee that (laughs) those guys are going to stick around in AEW. I mean, this just isn't. That's that's not the way a job or business works. Because some of those people may Mm -hmm. take different, you know, WWE put the full court press on MJF. Who knows? You can wind up seeing him on a Monday night. Or Friday night. And it's great to see these guys now. It's great to have that feeling back of I don't I for me, I don't particularly the last six months and me and Raw have not had a great relationship at all. I think the last Raw that I, last full Raw that I watched was when Biggie won the title, and I made sure I was going to watch that because, you know, all signs were pointing that he was going to win, you know. And the last full Raw was probably the Raw after WrestleMania. Um, and I, and like, I, 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 I watched beginning to end. Yeah, I sneak in, like, I may watch an hour, you know, here and there, especially with football. See, with football, like, yeah, I was watching football. But, I just think that wrestling's in a good place now. I think that we have a lot of promotions out there, um, especially, you know, MLW and, unfortunately, Ring of Honor putting the pause on everything. And uh, I think at the end of this month, you know, all the contracts are up. People are free to do whatever. Um, speculation is that uh, the Briscoes will be signing with AEW. Um, and I see they already started the program with FTR at the final battle show. Um, shout yeah. out to Ring of Honor, man. Like, if if you yeah. were, if, if you were coming, up, end, if this is if this is the end, it it was um, it was a hell, hell of a fucking story. run. It was a hell of a fucking run. Without Ring of Honor, you don't have wrestling as we see it today. Absolutely, you don't 
Absolutely. have Daniel Bryan main event shows. You don't have a CM Punk with a 400 plus you no know, world title. You don't have a Samoa Joe uh, elevating TNA. You don't have um, Jay Lethal doing what he did with his first Ring of Honor Ring of Honor title reign. Like mm-hmm. it's like the Nigel McGuinnesses, the the, the homicides, the low keys, the the Christopher Daniels, the I can even mm-hmm. take it all the way back to Eric Stevens, uh, Michael Shane. Uh, uh, it's just so many Paul London. So many people have came to Ring of Honor, done great things with Ring of Honor, and like. It's Ring of Honor was just that place that you had to be. It was a time, it was a moment, especially when they were really on their run. Around that time where um, they got Rob Feinstein out of there for reasons, and it was like Punk, Joe, Punk and Joe, basically. That whole trilogy pretty much, you know, got that company through it. Like it, it, yeah, it was like it got that company through what it needed to get. And then you get to your Coles and your, your Steens and, and Generico and your Nasa McGinnis, Tyler Black. Like, it's just so many, so many dope people that you see now, Claudio Castagnoli. You know, you seeing them now on WWE TV, and it's like, yo, I saw them when I had to pay $20 for a DVD. And nobody knew, like only a few, a hundred people knew who we were. Or I went to this show and, you know, in New York, and I saw I got to see Kevin Steen do A, B, C, and D, and you know yeah. I can't wait. You know it's just wrestling don't look the same, man. It don't look the same, and without Ring of Honor, and I understand you do have your you know MLWs, you do have your AEWs, and but it's just Ring of Honor was this time and place that I don't think. If you didn't see it when it happened, you didn't read about it when it happened, if you won't follow it when it happened, you'll never understand. You can understand, you know, you can hear people talk about it, but if you never went to a show, if you never bought a DVD, you just I don't know, man. It's like that was my promotion. Cause I for a time you, for a time there in two, you, 2001, 2002, I was like I wasn't done with wrestling, but it was just like I needed something different. And when I heard about Ring of Honor, it was just by chance. I said, okay, I'm going to buy this DVD and see what happened. Bought it, fell in love with it. I just kept buying them. Every month I would buy one. I would buy it. I would read what happened on the show, still buy it, <laughs> and just enjoy it. And then, no, I started going to shows when they started coming in when I was living in Virginia. When I moved to New York, I started going to the shows more because they were always pretty much in New York. So it was easy for me to go. And, like, I just got to thank everybody. Like, they I don't know whoever listened to this, you know, they ever wrestled there. But, yo, know, it was just thank them for what they did for me because it was just like, yo, that was my promotion. That was my promotion who I would hang my hat on. Like, you know what? Yeah, mainstream is cool right now, but they the one they that's the promotion they really got me into the independent world. And I moved outside of that. Once I, you know, 
found out about them, I started finding about other promotions, and then that's what started getting me to New Japan and all that good stuff. And, you know, it was just dope because it was that thing, that extension that got me to find out more about other things other than mainstream. And just the amount of talent that has come through those doors. And hopefully, you know, in April, it's going to be a little bit different. I think they're going to just start doing monthly shows like they used to do. Um, originally, like they would just do uh, once a month shows. I think that's the way it's supposed to go now. I could be wrong, but it's not going to be contracted wrestlers anymore. They're not doing that. Um, uh, but it was just dope, man. Um, my memories of uh, Ring of Honor are always going to be great, even though I think in those last year or two, I may have fell off, and not just because of the work and stuff like that. You know, I couldn't watch everything that I wanted to watch or. I would miss shows, but you know, I would try to keep my eye on it and see what was going on. But, uh, yeah, man, Ray, Ring of Honor is just that fixture, man. The wrestling business, you know, wrestling business thanks y'all for doing everything that y'all did. And I'm sure, you know, they got their well wishes and great send off at Final Battle. But, uh, yeah, it's dope, man. And I'm glad to see they gonna keep the title around. Um, Jermaine Grisham brought out the old, the OG title, the first title. So I guess he'll be a traveling champion right now until I guess, you know, they figure it out in April. Hopefully, they figure out what they want to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, man, you 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 couldn't have said it any better, man. I feel the same way about ROH, man. I don't have the same affinity for it that you did, but I do have affinity for it. And um, yeah, man, just it's, it's sad. It's a bittersweet day, you know, because or a bittersweet time, well, potential. Because if it doesn't, if it is the end, it's it, it had a hell of a run, man. For sure, yeah, a hell of a run. So I feel, I feel exactly. I feel definitely where you're coming from. It's uh, it's just crazy to think about like that roster and what they did and what they had to work with. Again, the business would be so much different today without that damn company. So, it's, where did you where, where do these people go? Like, it's like you almost think like, okay, if you out of here, where does where does CM Punk go to? To to get to you know to get those reps on the mic, or to right. get that attention to to have William Regal come see him and some more Joe and be like oh I'm gonna you know try to get y'all guys you know you know you don't you don't have that in the time that they came out too like that's the thing like this was again I think people really don't understand that you know like business was in a in a really bad state <laughs> the time that ROH came into its own so for the fact that it it did what it was it did what it did and made some stars like predicted the future predicted the future bro predicted the future yeah they said okay yeah. we know oh adam cole he's a world champion tyler black oh he's a world champion joe he's a world champion and these guys went on to other promotion was like oh yeah they don't they champions over here like they prove and not just hands, stars, faces yeah. of, the, of the business type guys. You know what I mean? So yeah, don't get. Listen, the way you feel about ROH is how I felt about ECW. Um, you know, the same same level of affinity. I feel like ROH had that ECW like impact in the nineties. ROH had that in two thousands and two thousand tens. And yeah, man, I, I think that that is. If like I said, if it is the end, it was a hell of a run. It was a hell of a run. Kudos to everybody, um, you know. And I and listen, I don't want to shortchange them because there have been other times where it looked like it was the last 
the last hoorah and they've somehow or another figured it out. Um, oh. So hopefully that's the case now. But. Well, yeah, they ain't they ain't out here being no damn TNA. Because, uh, boy, they, those, those motherfuckers got more allies in them. A little bit. <laughs> but you know what I mean. There's been other yeah, times yeah, yeah. where we've wondered where if ROH was – What's gonna what's gonna make it? And they have so, you know, yeah, maybe this um, time it's it's gonna be the same. Who knows? But but like but like I said, if it is the end, I think it's the end of this. It's it's the end of the era that everybody's been fond of for the last uh, I'll say ten years, twenty years, ten years. I'll say ten years, right? Because you know, twenty eleven to now, you know, because it was it, it's been it changed so many times. Because like I said, initially started you know, different. Up, Initially started off with like the months to month thing, and then it started. You know, once they got the TV deal, it changed. You know, it's changed, so it's kind of like you know, okay. So, but the way it's structured, just put it like this: the way it's structured, I don't. I think it's the end of that era. The new Ring of Honor may be a, a hell of a lot. It's gonna be a hell of a difference. Um, hmm. And and I don't know if that's a good thing or bad thing. We'll see. You know, we we don't know, but I just hope that if it does come back, I hope that you you know they still keep bringing that product of professional wrestling because that was always something that Ring of Honor you know hung their hat on was wrestling, and they didn't shy away from it, and um, somewhat like MLW does where you know they always it's the wrestling that's put um, forward. Um, on that note, oh. Re- Go ahead. Real quick before, real quick before we uh, close, and I know that you talked about this year as a whole. This is uh, this is definitely going to be one of the most uh, important years in wrestling history. I think that when you you write the history of wrestling, I think twenty twenty one is going to be up there as far as one of those years you 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 bookmark as where a lot of things changed and took hold. Uh, definitely with WWE, and who knows? Maybe this is. Maybe this is the last year as we know it for WWE. Who knows? Maybe maybe Vince sells next year. I mean, obviously, I'm a little facetious, right? But now this was an important year for sure for wrestling. Coming back off the pandemic, AEW really kind of going to that next level um, as a company, as a serious threat to WWE. Um, you know, this was an important year, man. And, and, and I'm with you. I was kind of how you felt in 2002, 2003. I kind of felt going into this year, man, I was kind of out of it with wrestling, man. Um, you know, I, I just didn't have that same love for wrestling that I used to have. And, um, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I, even before we did the podcast, I'm always, I'm, I mean, I've been watching wrestling since I was four, man. Since I was four years old, I've been watching wrestling. So this has been a part of my life forever. But, you know, I've, I wasn't as engaged with it as I used to be. And, um, you know, this year definitely got me back. A lot of different things with both companies um, got me back. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm, my love has been reinvigorated the way it once was, but, it's, I'm, you know, it's getting there again. AEW has helped that a lot. And, uh, yeah, so this is definitely going to be one of those years you're going to write about in wrestling as, as far as being an important year for where the business changed. So that's pretty it's, – it's pretty dope for us to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. Um... I think you're absolutely right about that. I think 20, 2022 is going to be it's going to be fucking dope. I think that first half that January to WrestleMania is going to be and that's always a fun period want. anyway. Now yeah. you add that with AEW doing what they're doing and you know because they everything got, going on outside, you know. It's impact just, and, 
MLW, New Japan, and everything like every. I mean, every other promotion going on. The Indies kind of getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I'm looking, Wrestle Kingdom three nights. Three Wrestle nights. Kingdom, three nights. Yes, yes, yes. Can't forget about Wrestle Kingdom. So yeah, man, it, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a big year in 2022, man. January is jam packed. Yeah, it definitely yeah, is. Um, we we might we might need to do two shows in January. Shit. <laughs> uh, you might be right because um, we'll I, I we'll keep see, I keep looking at this day one. I'm like, they really putting a lot on this shit. They really putting a lot on day one, and I'm like, is this like is this something I'm gonna really have to sit down and watch? But I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna be in on the first. I'll probably try to get over a hangover or something. But <laughs> I'm gonna be with family, so who the hell knows? Yeah, that's so gonna we'll be see, rough. Man. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll keep it open though. We'll keep it. Yeah, and it's 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 super interesting too. And I'll just be real quick with this: that WWE's changed a lot of a lot of the pay per views going to be on Saturday this uh, coming year. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, what do you feel about that, real quick? <sighs> Old man Jeff is okay with it, but I can see if I'm twenty something, I'm like, oh, okay. I watch it and I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> like Saturdays is like, I know how I was on Saturdays, and that was like the day I was going to you know, do whatever, a party or you know, be with friends right. or whatever it was. Whatever it was time to do, that's what I was gonna be doing. So even now, even now, like yeah, it's 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 still like you know, date night with the wife or you know, just chilling. You know, it's I don't know about this, but. I guess we'll see how it play out. I mean, I am home on some Saturdays, but to say, oh, I'm going to stay home and watch, no. Right. Like, that's that ain't happening. Absolutely. You know, I think Sundays is just naturally a better day for pay-per-views. I don't know. It's just always been a thing. Yeah, you lay low. So it's it's like good. I'm usually yeah. at home. Yeah. I come home from work, and I'm chilling, and it's mm-hmm. – yeah, okay. I, can I think watch it. I think it'll I think it'll work early in the year just because it's winter time and people are mostly and weather's gonna be shitty throughout the country, so it's so it'll work. Yeah. I think but you know, once you start getting into summer months, May, June, July, August, it's eighty degrees outside on a Saturday night and motherfuckers trying to trying to party and do what they gotta do, like I don't know. But hey, like I've always said, if you give people a great pay per view or a great show to keep their their attention on people will make time for it so it's all it's up to wwe to to handle their thing on that in that front so we'll yeah, see. that's definitely true um we're gonna get up out of here uh we hope you enjoyed this episode this is us basically closing out 2021 um next year is gonna be a good year it's gonna be a consistent year it's gonna be a year of change and hopefully growth for this show um uh, because basically I feel like me and Manny need to uh, put our foot on y'all next. And that's just the way I feel. And I'm tired of sugarcoating. I'm tired of sitting on certain stuff. Yeah, man, we just going to put our foot on y'all next. And, you know, we're going to up the game, up the ante a little bit. And, you know, know, because we just need to get this thing moving. We need to get this ball going um, and try to get this podcast up and running like it should be. Uh, Other than that. Consistently. Other than that. I if you want to follow me on social media, just follow me on Twitter at Jeff versus the world. Um, the whole Instagram bullshit is still being worked out, and I don't understand <laughs> this fucking process with Instagram. But it is what it is. 
Um, so yeah, just follow me on social media, uh, Twitter, Jeff versus the world. If you want to listen to any of my shows, as far as especially this, I'm not Dave Wrestling Podcast. You can go easy. Just go to Jeff versus the world podcast.com. Go there and you'll find every show on there, all the other stuff that I do. Um, Manny, you can give everybody your uh, you know, social media if they want to follow you and all the stuff that you got going on. Yes, sir. Uh, of course, Manny Brown. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Manuel Brown, on Instagram at Manuel Brown, Facebook Manuel Brown, Manny Bro 15 on Snapchat, uh, Manny Bro 15 on TikTok as well. Uh, yeah, man, I'll be there, man. So just check me out. Uh, of course, I am co-host of this wonderful show, and I'm also a co-host of Any Given Sunday. We are on hiatus until the, the new year starts, and then we'll be back and ready to go. We're live every Sunday on YouTube. And, of course, as well, podcast episodes go up on uh, Sundays or Mondays, depending on my schedule. But, you know, podcasts are available right after the YouTube live stream. So, yeah, and I'm also one of the uh, – co-host on dead end sports which is a youtube live stream as well that goes uh, that uh, is live every tuesday and thursdays I haven't been on in a while my schedule's been busy but i'll be uh, popping my head in there real soon and uh yeah and i also work for mlbbro.com so once uh the players and the owners get to act together and get this lockout ended we got some big plans over at mlbbro.com so uh check me out on there as well uh, mlbbro just like it sounds mlbbro.com and uh, before I get out of here, man, Jeff, thank you. This year has been really dope. Um, I talked about it before we, we got out. We closed that, uh, you know, I was out of it wrestling, man. And, and when you called me and you text me, we're like, yo, let's, 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 let's do this podcast together. You know, it, it, that was one of the definitely the contributing factors that led me to, to fall back in love with this thing again. So um, I appreciate you for that. You could have had a lot of people on here that, um, you could have had options to host the host the show with you, but you, but you, but you thought of me, so I really appreciate that, my brother. And uh, yeah, for sure, next year we we coming for y'all next, so you know we will definitely, definitely, you know, pick up the output, and we're just going to try to make this the best wrestling podcast around. So yeah. Definitely hey, join us on that journey, man. I, sure. I, I also want to thank you for joining because you could easily say, you know, no, nah, I'm a passer. Yeah, you know, uh, nah, maybe want somebody else. I got too much going on. You could say any of that stuff, but she was like, "Nah, you know, I'll rock and see what's up." And I'm glad we did do it. Um, it has been trying just because of, you know, we both adults. We both got stuff going on, um, and I think we got the day down. We got the day of recording down at least. It's just that you know we just got to follow <laughs> through as far as what's. Well, once my once listen guys i'm not getting not to get too personal but i'm building a house so i'm living in an airbnb now so you know just kind of finding time is, is always a hassle with me but that is all over in march See. i have a house coming up and be built and i have a podcast studio that i'm building in my house so I am going to have a dedicated recording it. area. Well, man, so that, see, that's it, just, that's money talking, right? That's a, that's a rich man talking to you right now. No, 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 no. This is this is an this is a this is an extra room that is being dedicated. That I'm finally making my own man cave slash area, and I'm dedicating that to my podcast room. So once that gets done, man, it's on and popping. I'm on. I'm on. Excuse my French. I'm on niggas next. Once that podcast studio, yeah, once it's up, yeah, it's. I am. It's, it's, it's rock and roll. I am working in uh, in my room and working on certain things that I'm getting situated. So like everything is there. Like I'm 
yeah, so I know where you at with that, and it's a process. Um, I'm going through the process right now. It's not hard. It's not easy, guys. You know, we're not, you know, cowing cow herds and sitting in a studio putting this shit out. You know what I mean? We got to we gotta figure this shit out. Sometimes, now, sometimes we want to record, but wifey got her friends over, or, you know, want to record and family decides to pop on in. It's not easy. It's, it's hard, man. It's now, not easy. If no, somebody we it, we, wants to pay myself and Manny to be in a studio somewhere, um, we're more than welcome to that idea. <laughs> oh, for sure. But, hey, listen, that's the goal for 2023. How about that? Bet. Somebody want to you know, pay us and put us in the studio. And yeah, absolutely. I, I'll, uh, yeah, uh huh. Definitely. Um, just to talk about wrestling for an hour or two? Sure. Sign no problem. Up. Sign me up. Sign yeah. me up. That's man. the life. Sign me up. That's easy money right there. Easy money. But nah, but nah, man, for sure. This year has been awesome. And, uh, you know, thank you guys for listening and joining us along the way, man. And continue to support. Continue to, you know, five star, five stars on, on you know, Apple and Spotify and everywhere that, that, that you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Go ahead and drop those reviews, drop those likes, all that good stuff, man. Definitely. If you Without listen you to guys, us on no podcast, wherever y'all listen to us, leave those, leave those five star ratings and give us some, you know, tell us what you think and stuff like that. Cause when y'all do that, it definitely helps out the show. Definitely. And I don't care which show it is that you hear me on or even Manny shows, whatever he does. If you go back and listen to it, leave those star ratings and, you know, words of kind words of, you know, your show's dope and all that good stuff because that shit really, really, really helps out us small podcast because we are no Joe Rogans over here. You know, he, he's got millions of people listening to him. We working our way yeah. up and doing this. So those things help out. Um, Facts. Other than that, we'll be back in January. We'll be talking about wrestling and all that good shit. So until then, y'all be safe. Go get your booster shots, wear your mask, wash your hands. Don't be dirty motherfuckers. We love you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, happy that. All that good stuff. And we are out. Peace. Peace.